Welcome to r slash today I effed up, where a father accidentally lets his kid knock out the school bully. Our next Reddit post is from Odin's Beehole. My son was born with a condition called pectus excavatum. And no offense to anyone with the condition, but it kind of sounds like a Harry Potter spell. In layman's terms, his chest is sunken in. His condition was so bad that he only had two and a half inches between his sternum and his spine and his heart and lungs were bruised because of it. In December, he had surgery to correct it, and they put two nickel bars in his chest to give it space and train his bones to grow correctly. About three weeks after his surgery, a kid punched him and dislodged the top bar, and he had to have another surgery to put the bar back in place. The kid has been through a lot. Well, the doctor cleared him for most activity last week, just no skateboarding or bike riding, but he could now lift his backpack and go hang out with friends and play pickup non-contact sports. Unbeknownst to me, a kid in his class had been bullying him all semester. And because my son was afraid of getting hit again, he just took it. Well, the evening he was cleared, he came to me and said, Dad, I'm cleared now. A kid has been bullying me and hitting me for months. Can I kick his butt? Well, my son isn't really a fighter. He fought with his brothers, but never anyone else. And he's always gotten his butt kicked. So I just figured he was just talking. But this is the first time I'd heard about the bullying, and I was concerned. I could tell he was distressed about the situation. So I told him to knock that little brat out. He just nodded and went to his room. Now, his older brother is a tough SOB. He had a traumatic brain injury two years ago and he missed a year of school, so he's in the same grade and coincidentally takes the same class. I talked to him about it and told him to handle it, but don't get in trouble. He told me that the kid walks in every day and punches my son in the head. I asked him why he allowed that to happen, and he said he wanted his brother to get tough, and once he was tired of getting hit, he would do something about it. While I kinda agree with his thinking, I instructed him to handle it without getting in trouble. The next morning, I took them both to school, then drove back home to get my younger daughter, who goes to a different school that starts later. On the way to take her to school, my wife calls me. Have you taken our daughter to school yet? Well, after you do, go pick up your son. He got in a fight. I just assumed it was my oldest son. Imagine my surprise when I walked into the school office to see my younger son with a grin from ear to ear. He was beaming. He pointed to, <laughs> he pointed to another kid sitting in a chair holding an ice pack on his face. I warned him, he said. I was so proud. He had walked into class, sat down, and the kid popped him in the head like always. My older son got up to intervene, and before he could, my son decked the kid with one punch. <laughs> he said the kid was bawling on the floor and that it was the best day of his life. He got suspended for three days. Edit 1. The kid who punched my son in the chest was one of his friends. It wasn't malicious. Just two boys clowning around. He was horrified that he had hurt my son. The bully punched my son in the head every day. Once he found out my son couldn't do anything about it, he just kept on. 
My son wasn't the only one he bullied either. Also, the bully's brother came to my son later and told him that he had warned him once my son could fight and that he was going to get his butt kicked. Edit 2. My son has some social anxiety and since the fight, he has made a lot of new friends. He used to hate going to school, but now he's disappointed that school is out for the summer. Crazy. <laughs> Wait, how is this a Today I effed Up post? <laughs> I consider this an absolute win. You just discovered that your kid is Saitama. Our next Reddit post is from Hollows of Your Heart. My friend Jenna moved into a nice new condo last month, and I finally got a chance to check it out for the first time today. I ended up arriving before she got home from work, so she told me to let myself in with the spare key under the potted plant and make myself comfortable. <laughs> I made myself a sandwich and was meandering around eating and checking out her swanky new place when the front door opened and a really large and unfamiliar man with a duffel bag came in. Dude was intimidating and I'm a 4 foot 11 woman so I was immediately scared. He looked shocked to see me. I'm looking at his duffel bag and realizing that I surprised some piece of garbage burglar. <laughs> I panicked and threw my sandwich at his face and then locked myself in the bedroom. I'm shaking and he pounds on the door yelling at me to get the F out. I start screaming at him to get the F out and then I'm calling the police. Total bluff because I didn't have my phone. <laughs> he then yells back that he is calling the police on me. This gives me pause. At this point, I look around and realize the bedroom I'm in definitely appears to be of the male persuasion. I ask him through the door if he knows Jenna. <laughs> he tells me yes, she's his next door neighbor. <laughs> well, apparently Jenna's neighbor also keeps a spare key under a potted plant. So today I effed up by letting myself into my friend's neighbor's place. Smacking, <laughs> smacking him in the face with his own sandwich and then screaming at him to get the F out of his house. I love the idea of these two people trying to reverse Uno the no, I'm going to call the police on you line through the door. Also, OP hasn't posted an update, but I'm choosing to believe that these two are totally dating now. Our next Reddit post is from Wadoosh. So this, <laughs> this is a good one. So this happened two days ago and I'm still cringing. Recently, I've taken an interest in chess and my school runs an after-school chess club for beginners. So I thought I'd go along. So anyway, here I am about to play my first game of chess ever. I sit down at the black pieces and my opponent has the white pieces. I should now mention my opponent was African-American. <laughs> the teacher says, first rule of chess, whites go first. I think to myself, wow, that's pretty racist, but, ch <laughs> but chess is an old game, so maybe they kept the rule out of tradition. <laughs> so I grab a pawn and slide it forward. Then I look up, expecting my opponent to make his move. Instead, I met with a look of confusion and horror. I begin to hear laughter from the people watching. I then realize my error. Oh, you meant the pieces, I murmur. The teacher nods. Now, everyone thinks I'm a massive racist. 
<laughs> then we have a contribution down in the comments from Das Rockness. Similar to this, my uncle's family name is black and ours is white. It's a large family. <laughs> One day, we were at a large public pool with many kids from both sides. The adults were trying to get the kids out of the pool for pictures. First, it was all of them, then the whole family. Then, they wanted to do just the black family and then the white family. For context, we're all white, and for that matter, the black family are a bunch of blondes and redheads. Anyways, one of the parents was trying to get the most responsible preteen to go get the other side of the family for pictures. She ran to the <laughs> she ran to the pool and screamed, "All the black kids have to get out of the pool so the white kids can get in." There was no music, but I just imagined a record screech and the whole place stopped and stared at this seemingly horrible little racist girl. Follow that up by my uncle following around the black folks who were there with his ID trying to explain. In hindsight, it was hilarious, but at that moment, it felt really wrong. Our next Reddit post is from Friday. This actually happened some time ago, but thinking about it is still quite painful. I was in university and made friends with this really cute girl in my senior year at an event. We got on well, and I was really thinking about asking her out. But since this happened quite close to graduation and she might be going back to her home country, I decided to keep it all inside and not do anything. I thought that asking her to stay just three months after knowing each other is too big a favor to ask. So I kept it strictly as friends between us so that our farewell wouldn't be too painful. During graduation, she decided to give me a gift of homemade chocolate in a very nice box that she made herself. It was all a blur, but I kind of recalled her asking me to open it at home and let her know what I think. Well, it was a very emotional moment for me, and it is kind of her farewell gift to me, so idiot me decided not to open it and kept it in the fridge. It was a very nice box that she made herself too, so that is another reason. We met again after a few days at her farewell party. There was an emotional moment, but I was prepared and considered that was it. The box stayed in my fridge for I don't know how long, maybe one and a half, two years? She went home and after a year dated someone else and got married and I also met somebody else. One day, I was cleaning the fridge and saw the box again and decided that maybe it is time to throw it away. The chocolate has probably gone bad, but curiously, I still decided to open it. And my heart shrunk when I saw a full page note from her. She basically poured her heart out and said how much feeling she had for me and was wondering if something could happen between us. I just felt so bad afterwards, but decided to just keep it to myself. I probably looked like a butthole for how I acted when I last saw her, but she seems very much happy now, and so am I. Man, is anyone else, like, deeply depressed by this story? It's not that bad, but I can't help but imagine an entire alternate reality where he read the note and they live happily for the rest of their lives together. Now I'm sad. Our next Reddit post is from Storm Fusion. So, several years ago, my best mate Todd changed his name in my phone to Sexy Jess from work and then would ring my phone in the middle of the night to try and get me in trouble with my partner. But she was friends with him before we'd even gotten together, so she recognized his number and his prank didn't really work out. 
Fast forward six or seven years to the weekend just passed. I'm sitting on the couch watching TV and my partner is upstairs. My eight-year-old daughter is bored, so I give her my phone to play a game on. Cue the F up. I never changed Todd's name back. It's been a running joke between us for years. So, (laughs) so sexy Jess from work calls while my daughter has my phone. She freaks out, comes running into the lounge room crying, throws my phone at me and screams, I hate you, dad. She runs off upstairs. So I'm sitting there really confused. After a few seconds, I follow her upstairs. I can hear her crying. Then I hear my partner start laughing hysterically. Now I'm really confused. I get to the bedroom. My partner just holds up my phone, showing a missed call from sexy Jess from work. I piece together what's happened and spend the next 20 minutes explaining to my daughter and calming her down. Then call Todd back to tell him how his joke has made it to the next generation. Our next Reddit post is from Black Raven. So I have a friend from high school that I haven't seen in forever. He is an absolute master of kindness. Driving for two hours to get you out of trouble after not seeing you for over three years type of kindness. Top bloke. Best dude you'll ever meet. Wouldn't hurt a fly. You get the picture. Today, he posted a super ecstatic picture of him and his wife with the caption, About to be a family of three, finally. His face is big, double chin kind of big, and very unlike him. He was always slim and fit growing up, and this just looked fake and not at all like him. It looked so unlike him, I automatically assumed this was one of those. <laughs> I'm sorry, this, this post is really good. You guys are in for a treat. I lost it a little. Okay. It looks so unlike him, I automatically assume this was one of those ridiculous Snapchat filters all the cool kids are using and that he had jokingly used it for a fun twist. So I commented something along the lines of, congratulations, man. Let's just hope the kid doesn't get your chin, lol. I close my phone and go back to work. His sister pops up in my chat in the meantime tells me he gained a lot of weight from depression, mainly from finding out he was close to being sterile. They've been trying for a kid for two years, almost breaking up multiple times. I jumped back on my Facebook to remove the comment, only to find out he deleted the entire post. I wanna die. I'm on my way over there to apologize. Wish me luck or death. I sent him a message after I realized I'd effed up. I am a firm believer in apologizing for your mistakes in person. And so I simply asked if he'd have me over later that day and that I owed him an apology for the childish way I congratulated him on those fantastic news. He was radio silent for a few hours, but just as I was about to step into my shuttle and move from the planet, he sent me a message and invited me for a drink at his local bar. I took just about all of yours advice. He lived in the next town over, so on my way there, I bought a bottle of scotch and wrapped it up as a congratulations on the baby gift instead of a sorry I effed up one. Long story short, I show up and he's super excited to see me. Big bear hug and all. He loves the gift. Chats enthusiastically as we sit down. I expected a punch in the face at best and I'm so confused. 
We spend a little while catching up until I stop him and just straight up apologize for my stupid comment. Tell him I feel awful that I said that and explain I meant nothing by it and how his kid is going to grow up to be a fantastic piece of human miracle. I'm just about to offer my life in return for his apology when he stops me. His reaction? He stared at me for an eternity, or 10 seconds, <laughs> before he absolutely lost his cool. He laughed so hard, I was pretty sure he was going to run out of air and die right there. He's holding his stomach, and his laugh is so intense, it turns into one of those silent wheezing sounds <laughs> that only dogs can hear. Turns out, he didn't even see my comment. His, w- <laughs> his wife deleted the original post because some ex of hers was posting garbage and then posted it again on her private wall. Friends only. Yeah, she posted it and tagged my friend, not the other way around. She also seems to have just deleted my comment without telling him before that or something. What an effing saint that woman is. So, <laughs> no harm done. I showed him this thread and he didn't stop laughing for about two hours. He shared this on his Facebook and tagged me and got his revenge that I so generously handed to him on a silver platter because he didn't even effing know. You guys, he didn't even know. He doesn't care. He thinks my original comment was hilarious. He's a little pissed at his sister for contacting me and making it look like I wreaked havoc. So yeah, I just arrived home drunk, tired, and super effing happy that this couple is having a kid. He's gonna be the best dad ever, whatever his chin looks like. <laughs> this guy's so incompetent that his today I effed up is itself a today I effed up. That was r slash today I effed up. And if you like my content, please hit the subscribe button and check out my merch store with the link down in the description. We'll be back with more r slash content right after this short break. Welcome to r slash am I the butthole? Where a total jerk gets what's coming to him. Our first Reddit post is from throw it away. My girlfriend invited me to meet up with some other members from her department. Her department is almost all men. I've met a few of them, but hadn't met everyone that was coming out. I knew that one guy in the department hung around with everyone else. Small department, so everyone hangs out together. And he made my girlfriend really uncomfortable with making sexual comments about her and getting a little too close for comfort. But she didn't want to make a scene about it because she just finished her first year and he's almost done with his PhD and is a big deal in the department. I was a little late getting over there, but when I got there, I could tell immediately which guy it was. I later found out that my girlfriend had been saving me a seat, but he had taken it and refused to move. He had his arm on the back of her chair and his body was turned towards her and was touching her knee with his other hand. My girlfriend was leaning so far away from him that she was basically in the seat of the guy on her other side. Everyone looked uncomfortable except for this one guy. I knew she wouldn't want me to make a scene and call him out, again because of blowback on her. I sat down on his other side and introduced myself. He kept making comments and touching my girlfriend's leg while I was sitting right there. And at one point, he turned his back to me and totally boxed me out. My girlfriend kept taking his hand off her knee and he kept putting it back. 
So I decided to start mirroring his actions. I put my arm around him and started rubbing his shoulder and whispering to him. He pushed my hand away and I put it right back. It took about 30 seconds for him to jump up and yell, I'm not gay. And then he stormed out of the bar. The other guys in the department laughed about it and spent some time talking about how creepy he was. But my girlfriend later told me that she thinks I took it a bit too far and she could have just kept putting up with it. Am I a butthole for being creepy to this guy who was touching my girlfriend? <laughs> no, OP. This is a classic case of you giving a harasser a taste of his own medicine. I give you 0 out of 5 buttholes and I give the dude who was harassing your girlfriend 4 out of 5 buttholes. Our next Reddit post is from Rusted Cornhole. Reddit, will I be the butthole if I give the restaurant the name and phone number of my Tinder date who literally just got up and left after the meal when it came up that we should split the check? I'm sitting here now trying to decide what to do. She and I never discussed this dinner being my treat and this is the place she suggested. I have half a mind to separate the checks, pay mine, and leave her info on her check for the restaurant to sort out. Technically, she dined and dashed. I'm going to preemptively tell you now, this wasn't because I tried to get laid by just buying dinner and I'm not a creep. Edit, in our conversations, I suggested coffee for our first meetup, for those wondering. Update, sweet karmic justice. Upon moving to the bar and talking to the bartender, I found out that this girl had an open tab before I arrived. She left her driver's license at the bar. According to the bartender, she's a sucky tipper and she's probably next door trying to get free drinks at the pool hall. Since her tab was open and she's probably coming back anyway, he agreed to move her food items over to her tab. He said, F it, it's not like she's gonna tip me anyways. <laughs> well, problem solved, OP, and to be honest, it sounds like you dodged a bullet on this one. Our next Reddit post is from Tina, not Tiana. I moved from Georgia to the Pacific Northwest last year for a dream job after I graduated college. It was a little bit of a culture shock because I went from being one of many black people around at any given time to often being the only non-white person in a room, let alone black person. There hasn't been a lot of overt racism, but there's been a lot of strange borderline situations that are amusing and race-related but not necessarily racist. For example, every white woman I meet mentions Beyonce to me within the first five minutes. When I was sitting for my driver's license photo, the woman taking my picture opened with, so Beyonce. So the problem in the post title is that I am the only black woman at my office and I am constantly, constantly being called the wrong name at work and I'm coming up on my one year anniversary. My name is Tina, short for Christina, pronounced just like it looks, very easy name. For some reason, a handful of people at work call me Tiana, Tiara, or Tia. I think, assuming that my name has to be more black sounding than it is, I'm most often called Tiana, especially by one of the guys on our development team and by the big boss for another team. 
which I think then confuses their team members back into calling me the wrong name again. The other thing is that apparently another black woman, elderly, not in the same position I'm in, used to work there and I get called her name, Mary, sometimes too. <laughs> sometimes people will look at my nameplate and ask me, how do you pronounce that? It's Tina. I have tried politely correcting this and corrected immediately every time. From polite, just for the record, my name is Tina, to lighthearted Tina, like Tina Belcher. In emails from me that say Tina in a million places, including my email address, I still get, thanks Tiana. So I'm considering doing the Twitter approach, where I just respond to coworkers who called me the wrong name with the wrong name. like. If Chuck says, thanks, Tiana, I say, no problem, Chad. And if Jessica says, hi, Tiara, I say, good morning, Jennifer. Would I be the butthole if I did this? I know it's passive aggressive, but every form of polite correction hasn't worked. And I feel really disrespected by this. So I may as well have some fun with it. <laughs> OP, I love this plan. Zero out of five buttholes. Though I strongly recommend you call every guy Kevin and every woman Karen. Our next Reddit post is from waltzingaway 78 I've been a single mom to two kids since they were six and four. Their dad passed away. Around that time, my son was formally diagnosed as autistic. He's not very verbal and prone to physical outbursts when he has a meltdown. He's been in therapies of every kind for his entire life, and it's helped somewhat. Their dad had a life insurance policy, which allowed me to stay home as my son's main caregiver while working freelance. But money was tight, and finding anyone capable of watching him has always been a challenge. My daughter was graduating from college last year. A week before the ceremony, she had an award ceremony for academic achievement. I was obviously incredibly proud of her. She asked me to come to it, and I said I would. Her college is two hours from here. I hired a trained sitter who specializes in autism the day of the ceremony. Right as I was about to leave, my son had a meltdown and was lashing out at the sitter. I couldn't leave, and he wasn't calm for hours. I left my daughter a voicemail saying I wasn't going to be able to make it. She called back that night absolutely livid. She called me a sucky mother, said I had two kids but only cared about one, that I'd missed every game and performance she'd had as a child, and that it clearly wasn't going to change as adults and that she was just done. She says she knows he can't help it, but her brother isn't capable of showing empathy, and it made it hard to be around him without resenting him. She hung up, and that was it. I've barely spoken with her since. She didn't send tickets for the graduation we were supposed to go to next week. She hasn't shown up for holidays, and I've heard she's engaged, but didn't call to tell me. She's cut us out, and in the one of three times we've spoken since, she said it's easier for her to not have us around than to be disappointed, and that being alone at events is nothing new for her. She just doesn't have to bother getting her hopes up that I might come now. Am I the butthole? I've offered family counseling and all other manner of things. I know I wasn't a perfect mom growing up. I didn't make it to her things, but not for lack of caring. 
I'm heartbroken, but I don't think me not showing up in an emergency should have lost me my daughter forever. OP, you are definitely the butthole in this situation. You're not losing your daughter because of one emergency. You're losing your daughter because you've consistently ignored her throughout her entire childhood. To be honest, Vanix down in the comments took the words right out of my mouth. You're the butthole, but you only have so much of a choice to be. You've missed every performance, game, and ceremony. You hired a trained sitter for this event, but didn't trust them enough and stayed yourself. Your daughter has it hard enough not having her dad come to any of her events, but she never had a mom there either. It sounds like she's always been secondhand to her brother, which is incredibly understanding at times. But you haven't made much effort to find someone who could at least handle him for one night. She's your kid too. She still needs her mom at these events. She still needs her mom to show her support, not just tell her. Also, this wasn't the first time you didn't show up. She cut you off because you never showed up. You can only expect her to go through that disappointment so many times. Our next Reddit post is from Pizza Drama. First up, I love my wife very, very, very much. But man, does she drive me crazy sometimes. I'm a big dude, I'm six foot four, and I'm always freaking hungry. I'm a firefighter, so I'm always on my feet, and simply put, I just love food. My wife always eats stuff like salads and nuts, but she will always help herself to some of my food, which pisses me off because it's just the right amount of food that I want to eat, but she'll go ahead and take some. I've asked her so many times to leave my food alone, and she'll get really defensive and say, it's just a little, babe, you'll be fine. Except I'm not fine. I'm hungry. And then when I'm hungry, I get hangry, and I snap at everyone because I'm god dang hungry. Things came to a head at our kid's third birthday party. Wife said no to cake despite me bringing over a slice to her. So I gave that slice to my cousin's kid who was on his second slice. My girl ended up eating the whole slice while I held the freaking plate and then when I went to get myself some, all the cake had been finished. Lately, my mother-in-law gave me the idea to just spice my food to stop my wife from taking mine since she can't stand spicy food. I tried that yesterday. I ordered pizza and asked my wife if she wanted one. She said no. I went ahead and got pepperoni and jalapenos. And predictably when it came, she came over and got all mad because it was spicy and she couldn't eat it. I told her I had to take drastic measures because I'm fed up of sharing my food and she called me a selfish butthole. So who's the butthole here? OP, you are 100% not the butthole. Every person on earth has a sacred right to defend whatever is on their plates. Food can be offered, but not taken. That's going way too far. Zero out of five buttholes. Our next Reddit post is from F That Dead Guy. Married 15 years ago and almost didn't make it this far. In our second year of marriage, my wife went home when I was deployed and slept with some dickhead, who I'll refer to as dickhead from here out, who she was loose acquaintances with growing up. She hadn't seen him in years, but he just happened to show up during my daughter's birthday party because he was the son of one of my mother-in-law's old friends. 
dickhead and my wife hooked up later that week after reconnecting. The reason I didn't kick my wife's butt to the curb and eventually forgave her is because she told me herself soon after I got home. And she didn't try to justify it with the, oh, well, you were gone. I felt lonely, blah, blah, blah. No, she actually said straight up that she was passionately hugging this moron. Her words, not mine, though I agree. And she felt so sick and disgusting for doing it. She immediately cut off all contact with Dickhead, and it took a lot of counseling and healing, but here we are today. Feels like nonstop since that time that my wife has gone above and beyond proving that I was right to keep her. Well, my mother-in-law called yesterday, and she learned from Dickhead's mother that Dickhead died in some workplace accident, and they're having a funeral service this weekend. My wife told me this, and that she wanted to go. And it was like I got kicked right in the dick. I instantly felt nauseous and had effing horrible flashbacks of when she told me about her affair. All these horrible feelings resurfaced along with the sucky memories of me crying my effing eyes out and my image of her shattering. The pain felt as fresh as when she dropped that bomb on me. I asked her why, seeing as she hadn't talked to the guy in over a decade, not to mention, you know, she passionately hugged him while we were married. She keeps saying stuff like, it's the right thing to do, and she just wants to pay respects. I can't stop repeating that I'm so hurt with that decision, as he's had no part in her life in so long, and I'm reliving all those sucky nights I was sure our family would be shattered, and I would only see my daughter 50% of the time. After some back and forth, I put my effing foot down and told her no, she cannot go. I said it's so disrespectful to me and our marriage, and we've been on silent treatment since then. Am I the butthole? <laughs> no, OP, you are not the butthole. I'm giving you 0 out of 5 right off the bat. Your wife says it's the right thing to do. No, the right thing to do is to honor her marriage. And she just wants to pay respects. By disrespecting you and your marriage? No, man. Your wife has a full-blown 5 out of 5 buttholes. That was r slash am I the butthole. And the last time I covered this topic, a lot of people suggested that I put polls in the upper right-hand corner of the video so people can vote as to whether or not the person is the butthole. So here's to hoping that I remember to do that when I set up this video.